It's time for Recipe of the Day. If you have listened to this episode about the beefy stuffed shells before, you will notice that it has changed and so has the recipe on Cook the Story. And that is because it turns out that there is some inconsistency in different brands of jumbo pasta shells in terms of size, but also in terms of cooking time, specifically how well they cook in sauce after boiling. So the previous recipe, as it was done on this show, and on my site had you parboil the pasta just until pliable, like only like five or six minutes, drain it and then fill them. And then they finished baking in the sauce in the oven. And that was tested with one common brand of pasta shells and worked great. But then recently my grocery store didn't have those shells and I bought a different brand. I followed the recipe like normal and the shells did not soften in the tomato sauce at the end. So I actually tested it again, just to make sure that I wasn't doing something different. It really didn't work with the other brand. And so I got three different brands of jumbo pasta shells, and I've come up with a method that will work for all of them. And now I know that this recipe should work no matter what brand of jumbo pasta shells you're buying. The main difference is that we're going to cook the pasta shells until al dente in the boiling water. They are a tiny bit harder to stuff and fill when they're really soft, but you know for sure that they are fully cooked and you're not going to end up in that situation where you have like uncooked kind of pasta, gummy pasta at the end of your baked pasta. You know what I mean? Okay, so you are going to bring a big pot of salted water to the boil and you're going to add in 20 uncooked jumbo pasta shells. That is six ounces, so about half of a 12-ounce box. Give it a stir and let it come back up to a boil. Stir again and then reduce it down to a simmer and you are cooking until it is al dente. You want it almost where you would want to be eating it. And you can consult the box, the brand that you have to see how long it's going to be. Now, one of the boxes did not actually have instructions. It did have a recipe on it, though, that said to only cook them for five minutes. That didn't work for me at all. You are going more towards like a 10 minute point. Then you're going to drain that pasta. Now, that entire time while that pot is coming up to a boil while you're cooking the pasta, you can be making your filling. This filling makes me so happy. It is just so tasty. It is basically cooked ground beef mixed with my favorite ricotta mixture. This is the ricotta mixture that I have in my lasagna casserole on Cook the Story and also in the lasagna soup. And I just love it. Like every time I make it, I know I have to make extra because I'm going to eat like three or four teaspoons of it just while I'm cooking because it is so tasty, garlicky, salty, really, really good. You're going to start by cooking the ground beef for this filling though. And so you're going to heat a medium-sized skillet over medium heat and add a chopped onion and cook, stirring occasionally just until soft. And then you're adding in your ground beef, one pound of lean ground beef. The recipe does call for the lean because we don't want a lot of liquid, a lot of fat in here because we need the filling to be fairly dry so it doesn't get like watery when we mix it with that ricotta in a bit. Now I'm just going to say, I know that I have told you on January 26th of 2023 that you can cook ground beef in the 
air fryer and that drains off all the fat and liquid from it in just a very easy way. You can totally do that for this recipe. You would just skip the onion or you could add the onion in sort of partway through the ground beef cooking in the air fryer, but you wouldn't be sauteing it in a skillet. You see what I mean? So you can totally do that. If you want to know how to cook ground beef in the air fryer, listen to that January 26th episode or head to cookthestory.com and search for air fryer ground beef. But in this recipe, we are saying to do it in the skillet. So you're going to cook it in the skillet with a bit of salt, stirring occasionally until it's cooked through a little caramelized. If any fat or liquid has come off, you're going to drain that away. And then I transfer that beef to a large plate, kind of spread it out on the plate, and that's going to let it cool down just a little bit more quickly. We don't need it cold. We just don't want it so, so hot that when we add it to the ricotta and egg mixture that I'm about to tell you about, it doesn't like scramble cook that egg. You know what I mean? So get that meat onto a large plate, set that aside, and then we're going to mix up some ricotta, get out a large bowl, add a 15-ounce container of whole milk ricotta cheese, one egg that you've lightly beaten, two teaspoons of dried Italian seasoning, and two teaspoons of garlic powder. Now, there's no actual salt in this mixture because we salted the beef and we're going to mix the two together, so it's not going to taste quite as good as I was talking about when you're just eating it from a spoon, but it's still really tasty and you're going to really like it, I think. Okay, bye then your beef should have cooled down enough. You can add that to this large bowl of ricotta mixture. Give that a good stir and taste it. It should taste delicious. We're not adding any more seasoning to this mixture or to this dish, really. So this is where it's at. Give it a taste. If you want it a little garlicky, a little saltier, you want to add some black pepper, now is the time. And now we're ready to assemble our shells. So preheat the oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. Get out a 9 by 13 inch baking dish. And I do like to grease the inside of the baking dish in case any like cheese or sauce just is at the top edges or on the bottom. It can kind of brown and stick. So I do like to do that. I don't think it's super necessary. While I am greasing that with a little cooking spray, I also get out a large piece of aluminum foil and spray one side of that. Set the foil aside. We don't need that for a few minutes. Okay, then you're going to put two cups of marinara sauce, just jarred tomato sauce, into that 19 by 13 baking dish. Spread it out evenly and then get those shells that you've drained. They're cooked. And you're going to put about a heaping tablespoon of that ricotta filling into each shell and then nestle the shells into the tomato sauce in the baking dish. I like to arrange them in nice little rows. Now, depending on how full you are able to get those shells, you may or may not have some filling remaining at the end of stuffing them all. If you have some left over, you can just eat it with a spoon. You can save it for another use or sprinkle it around the shells in the tomato sauce. And that's just going to add all that delicious flavor to your sauce. Okay, the recipe does call for another cup of tomato sauce. So in the end, you're using a full 24-ounce jar of tomato sauce. So that last cup that you've got left, you're just going to put a little bit of that sauce onto the top of each shell and then sprinkle the whole thing with some mozzarella cheese. And then you're going to get that prepared aluminum foil sheet oiled side down and cover your baking dish tightly. It is going into that 425-degree Fahrenheit oven until the sauce is bubbling about 20 to 20 five minutes. Then you can take the foil off and bake for another six to eight minutes until the cheese is definitely melted and starting to brown. Take it out of the oven and you can serve it immediately. I will let you know that you can get this recipe at cookthestory.com if you head over there and search for stuffed shells or go to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get the link there. The recipe itself also has some great tips for freezing stuffed shells, both as a whole pan and as like individual stuffed shells, like in a bag. 
So definitely check that out if you're interested in knowing how to freeze this. And I'm going to remind you that if you make this recipe or any recipe from cookthestory.com and you love it, it would really help me out if you leave a five-star rating and a comment. Those five stars show up when people are Googling for recipes. You know, when you're searching for recipes and you see some recipes have five stars next to them and some don't, those five stars bring more people to my website and make my business thrive. And I love seeing your ratings and comments because then I know that you're out there listening, you're out there reading these recipes, and you're trying them and tasting them and loving them. That makes my day every single time. I am Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking. <laughs> 